4: Yeah, oh my God! Like- Can you imagine if they just threw in like, some of those, like the horse neighing sound effects?
0: <laughs> of- <laughs> Off shows up for the first time. It's just the horse neigh. <laughs>
4: Hi guys! Welcome to Lovecast, the boys love podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and with me are my fellow hosts, Pixie and Kayla. Hi. Yay. So today's deep dive is a long time coming. We have people who have been asking for us to do a deep dive on this series pretty much since it finished, and now, like, what a year or so over a year later (laughs) we're finally getting to it but today we're going to be talking about not me which stars everyone's favorites off and gun we've talked about the series a lot in different list episodes and such on Mm -hmm. the podcast but like this time we're really just going to be diving into this series in and of itself and giving it the time it deserves So to start off with a little synopsis, so it's based around twins, white and black, who are separated after their parents separate, basically, and after some time, white returns to England, and long story short, he finds out his twin black is in a coma, and he kind of wants to get to the root of what happened, figure out who hurt him, kind of avenge his brother, and to do that, he ends up basically disguising himself as his brother, and like infiltrating himself into the little like political gang that his brother was a part of and kind of figure out exactly what he was into. And in that gang, he meets Sean who is played by off black and white are both played by gun. And Sean can kind of tell right away that this is not the black he knew. So you know they're kind of like distrustful of each other, and he kind of tells something's going on, and in in trivial romance in trivial fashion that eventually turns into romance. But the story is a lot more than romance. There's a lot of political and social commentary, a lot of really strong secondary and supporting characters, and yeah, there's just a lot to talk about around it. So let's just dive right into it, starting with the overall story, like things like plot, writing, and theme. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of people were like very surprised with how outwardly political this Mm -hmm. show was in its plot, especially coming from Mm -hmm. GMMTV, which doesn't have, I mean, there are certain directors and people who have definitely taken political stances in their shows. But I think this is one of the most like outwardly political where politics and social commentary Mm -hmm. are such an integral part of the plot. Like Mm -hmm. this is like very, one of very few shows that they've done that are so much And like where politics and social commentary is so ingrained in the plot. So I think that made it stand out for a lot of people. I mean, it's differentiated it from a lot of other BL shows for a lot of people.
5: Yeah. I was wondering if, like, because of the plot being so politically heavy, is that the reason why they didn't push it as much as they did other shows? Maybe. But yeah, at some parts, I feel like the plot was a little bit hard to follow because of like all the heavy politics like in a show like this you don't get the time to really like what would you call it like really dive into the whole situation mm-hmm. and I feel like there's there's a, there's lot, a lot of lot things <laughs> that isn't explained yeah. <laughs> at mm-hmm. all <laughs> and I did have some moments in the plot where I was just like I think this is what they're working their way up towards happening, but it doesn't happen. And I'm just like, okay, so why were we doing this in the Mm. first place? Kind of thing. Like the whole fight with um, this corrupt politician and everything. Like I genuinely thought like he was going to beat his ass in that (laughs) (laughs) bathroom. (laughs) Like they were full on beat down, but no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's definitely a series that I feel like you need a lot of background knowledge to fully Mm. understand, which is why getting to watch it and then like going on Twitter right after and like seeing Thai people explain the politics behind it and like why Mm. this is really important or that's really important. It helped so much in the, I guess, the watching element of yeah. it mm-hmm. because you just understood it better when you had people explaining to you the details that you just don't really pick up as an international fan.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like even like the director Nucci and a lot of the production and the staff involved with the series were very active on social media as well, kind of jumping in to help explain where they were coming with certain things and where they mm. coming from with certain things and what certain things symbolize for them and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think if you were just kind of like watching it like on its own without the community aspect, I think I can Mm. understand, especially if you're not a Thai person. I mean, in general, like, the general, like, social commentary that they were going for obviously comes across, but a lot of, like, the individual political situations that are specific to Thailand probably wouldn't be picked up on, so it was Mm. definitely one where having Thai fans and Thai people, like, chiming in and explaining things was, like, I feel like kind of integral to being able to really, like, I guess, get the full experience that they wanted Mm -hmm. you to have if that makes sense with the show
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
5: yeah i think that's like an issue when you get these shows that are more than just like entertainment and fluff uh, that has more meaning behind them there's this whole language barrier that can't really be sold by the translations I know that usually a lot of things pop up on Twitter and stuff with fans explaining that, okay, this translation wasn't really
4: a bit um, off, yeah.
5: what the whole thing mm-hmm. meant, yeah. but they understand why they use that translation, but the meaning is different if you mm-hmm. look at it differently. And that's just a thing we need to deal with, not knowing the language. And even if you knew the language, if you weren't born there or lived there for a really long time it, it's hard to pick up on stuff like and that yeah
4: mm-hmm. yeah i think translations can be really hard when it comes to shows like this and shows that are very like dialogue heavy and where the dialogue has a lot of nuance in it because obviously like these the translators are probably on a very tight schedule and they have a lot to work through so they're probably mm-hmm. just translating it in the simplest way they know how that still gets the point across to some degree but you know you use you lose a lot of the nuance and the deeper context for Mm -hmm. what's being said i think in that case so and sometimes
5: these translators aren't actually native thai people Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they wouldn't like know the full context of it if so so I kind of miss the Pink Milk translations, just because <laughs> you got like the commentary of up.
4: Yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, Pink Milk subs—they are truly the the goat of Thai BL translations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone as who as hasn't, I am.
5: anyone who hasn't seen one of the translations, you should look up what's it called um, with um mm. service. Mm, yes but no two moons? two moons two moons that was thank you Heather, oh, it, for that it was right hilarious yeah like, just reading the comments yeah because they like the they, they explain <laughs> the context
4: of things but also yeah. their author's notes were just so funny uh, yeah. and they also give their thoughts <laughs> yeah, on yeah. like what was going on in the plot too <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so it's nice to have like instant translations on things but you know i think a lot of the times things like those author notes and putting that extra context in can really help with shows like this, even if it takes a little longer to get the translations yeah. out. But yeah. Yeah. So like, overall, yeah. what were your thoughts about the general like writing and how the story played out?
5: I think like overall, it's a really good story. And for being so politically heavy, they did it in a good way that it wasn't overly complicated, which meant you could still follow along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and i just i do like i said i think there's some spots that it felt like sort of something was missing or they were going down a route where they sort of forgot what they were doing and just like <laughs> hello <laughs> but generally like it's it's a it's a good paced story and there's always something happening and it's it's got like great rewatch value to it and the acting is fantastic
4: mhm yeah I think the show, like, in general, also in terms of writing, had a good balance. Like, I think it can be hard for shows that are trying to be romance, but also tackle these, like, nitty-gritty, more political topics. Like, I think it can be easy to fall, you know, really heavy into the political aspect and lose out on the romance, which is also Mm -hmm. a staple, or not do the political, Mm -hmm. you know, darker topics you're trying to tackle justice because you're focusing more on the romance. So it's a really hard place to find a balance between. And like in general, I think, you know, between both White and Sean and Dan and Yoke, that's their names, right? Yeah. Dan yes. and Yoke. <laughs> it's like, that are their, that is their names. Dan. It, yeah. But like between those two as like the main, I guess, romantic pairings in the show, I think there was a pretty good balance between like, tying the romance into the plot and the politics and also giving the romance time while not losing out on the politics as much. So I thought they did a pretty good job with the balance between the two.
5: Mm. Can I say, like, one thing I didn't quite understand with the plot that I think they didn't dive enough into is the whole relationship between Black and, god, I can't remember his name. The one that the friend... Todd, Todd. <laughs> yes, Black and Todd. I don't get it. I agree with I, that. I yeah. never, never got it. Like there's some <laughs> homoerotic stuff going on yeah, here, but I—they're exactly. trying to kill Erotic each tension. other. But what is going on?
0: <laughs> that no, that's something I noticed when I was watching again. Is that there's some weird context between. Black and Todd, and they mm-hmm. never explore it. Never you just know that they don't like each other, but at the same time, they, they used to like be they're... really close. Yeah. So it's it's like when what, they're
5: trying to kill each other changed? at at some
0: time, like it does look like they're just gonna they're start back making to out yeah. at yeah. any point. <laughs> yeah. it, does, it does. Another plot thing that I. I remember when I first watched it, I was really confused about was Graham mm-hmm. and Eugene mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. they kind of try to trick you in the beginning into thinking that Graham likes Black, black. but yeah. then it switches and you find mm-hmm. out that Graham actually liked Eugene, who is Black's mm-hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess it makes sense that they're trying to pull a switcheroo, but in mm-hmm. the moment I was like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it
5: doesn't. I really guess, really especially
0: works. because of how We saw Graham act towards white when he was pretending to be black. Like, he Mm -hmm. just, there was just something there that, again, was never fully explored. I guess they're just really good friends. I don't know. I think,
5: like, even (laughs) Eugene and Black's relationship really isn't fleshed out at all like why were they together they did like they don't seem like they like each other
4: <laughs> like, i feel right? like i feel like graham had really good chemistry with the douche. like they would have like some really yeah. cute flirty moments that yeah. i was like see that would have been cool to expand on cool. and kind of like give like some trans romantic representation mm-hmm. in that aspect and they also they had like this really good flirty chemistry whenever they had like scenes together but i agree that i didn't really get much from graham and eugene and it felt kind of just like they wanted to put two pretty heterosexual people yeah. together
0: i guess in the end <laughs> It felt a little forced it, mm-hmm. it did feel forced. it did it yeah did. i can agree with that i was that. like does he even like her it was yeah. weird, like, because sometimes it feels like he almost has just, like, a fixation on her instead of actually mm-hmm. liking mm-hmm.
5: her. Yeah. Some people are against having straight couples and BLs. And <laughs> I'm just like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with, like, the token straight couple. That That's fine. Like, we have enough, like, straight shows with the token gay couple in it. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> like, the switcheroo. It. It's fine. <laughs> Let the straights have their room.
4: I'm just <laughs> it's it needs too. <laughs> to make
5: sense. It's like it's like it. it just they they forced it. it there's yeah. no other words for it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because I know I know. Also, in like that same vein, a lot of people were like really into Eugene and what was her look? Look, June's character. I can't remember her character's oh, name. Namo was it? I can't oh, remember. yeah, the I can't girl remember. that shot Yeah, 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 I I think, like, people were just like, ooh, there's, like, potential for some, G-L. like, sapphic <laughs> representation there, yeah. yeah. And nope. I feel like in the end, like, Eugene and Graham was, like, the last thing that people wanted to see together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
5: had the <laughs> like, same... Like, they had chemistry with, with this- everyone else. <laughs> you know why? I sat with the same feeling as I did when I watched... I can't remember names today, but the other off-gun show theory of love old.
4: oh huh? with with earth and white. theory
5: theory of love
4: with white <laughs> earth and white your face chip. <laughs> i
0: sat with the exact same feelings this time <laughs> you know what true true like it just didn't feel like it Was meant to be. It was forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm okay with all the other like plot things, like how they worked out, but the Graham and Eugene thing is I think that's the one thing that I'm like. The one I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah.
4: So like obviously the themes of this show were very like politically oriented. I feel like it was very like very much like fighting for equality, very anti capitalist. Very like kind of anti-cop but at the same time copaganda because obviously yeah. yoke done does end up Not with a all cop. all cops
1: are bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean they are they went heavy on like a lot of different themes there. And I just think I don't know. I think it was really cool to see. I think like I I didn't expect a show like that and I feel like mm. for me personally like it had a lot of weight and especially like knowing mm. a lot of the context behind the political climate in Thailand and what Thai fans were kind of saying about like how timely some of these scenes and commentaries are. I just think it was really cool to see them tackle like all of the themes that they did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just like, I mean, you know, I'm sure like some of them could have been, honestly, I don't even know if some of them could have been handled better. Cause I feel like for me, they like all kind of got to the point that they were trying to achieve. And as an outsider, I feel like I, as I, an outsider who's, like, not from Thailand, I feel like I was able to understand, like, what they were trying to say. And I, yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like it wasn't really a commentary for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just kind of viewing it as, like, a non-Thai person. So mm-hmm. I feel like I can't say if they could have done things
0: better or not. But I just appreciate yeah. that they went there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with I remember there was a question on that test that white had to do and it mentioned black lives matter and that was like Mm. such a big thing Mm -hmm. that the test mentioned black lives matter it's just like even the small details like that play into the bigger the bigger themes of yeah police brutality and corruption and stuff Mm -hmm. like that
5: Mm -hmm.
4: yeah this acknowledgement that like like, our communities kind of see each other. And although, like, our fights aren't exactly the same, when you go into the details, like, the overarching, like, desire that we have, I feel like we're kind of the same in that way. And it's a really cool mm-hmm. way to kind of, like, connect communities across, like, different nations and nationalities and ethnicities and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's move into talking about, like, the acting and the characters and stuff like that. I think we've talked a lot about how Blown away, especially we were by off in this role and how like it was such a departure from the characters that he usually is given in shows. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's typically very much like the kind of goofy Gooseful. comedic relief mm-hmm. ladies mm-hmm. man that yeah. ends up gay type situation. So it was really cool to see him kind of like challenge himself in this role. And I feel like it really paid off because he, he was, mm-hmm. so, he was, he was amazing in the show, yeah, honestly. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And I mean, like, Gun is incredible as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but we expected that. I like we've talked about this before. But some people were complaining before the show came out that Gun wouldn't be able to play a gangster
4: because mm, his visual like, doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah,
5: because he's supposed to be the cutesy. Um, yeah, you know, typical stereotype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but like we already said before the show came out that this isn't a problem for gun he is absolutely amazing so he's going to kill it and he did he was amazing but yeah. with off it's just the the general growth that mm-hmm. he's had and mm-hmm. just like being able to showcase that for the first time was amazing yeah my only like Real like it does it's not even the acting, but okay. The jumping. Oh (laughs) people do clown on the jumping.
4: Dick. (laughs) It's so bad. The amount of memes I've seen about them like jumping buildings and shit like that. No one jumps like that. Like really like jumping like superheroes. They do. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Oh my god, that was training. That was bad. Like, I don't know. They should have gotten, like, a freestyle, like, a jump... uh, What do you call them when they jump from buildings and stuff? Parkour person? Parkour. Yeah. They should have gotten one of those to, like, help them. Because
4: that was so bad. (laughs) It was pretty corny. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I also think for me, first really stood out in this mm-hmm. role. I think for me, this was probably the first thing that I'd seen him in because I didn't watch The Shipper. I didn't oh, watch yeah. Blacklist. I know those mm-hmm. were some of his other like main roles that, he've ha- that he's had. And I-, I was like really blown away by his performance. Yeah, in- He was really a standout for me.
5: Yeah. I can agree. Like in The Shipper, he's good, but he's sort of forgettable. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember much of him in that show. I think the other guys stole away his um, yeah, um presence. But he and Gavin did a really good job. Like, yeah. I believe that relationship. Yeah. Like, I believe those emotions. Even though, like, I'm totally here for First and Cow Tong. Like, they are <laughs> meant to be soulmates, okay? But Gavin and First were doing it i mean
0: <laughs> it was they were a doing moment for you.
4: time <laughs> there really was just was. like so much like tension and intimacy in those scenes like the sketching scenes and stuff i was like yeah. oh my goodness like <laughs> i shouldn't be here right now <laughs> and like yeah i mean we can get into and the whole being, like
5: <laughs> like the lovesick puppy that's just like chasing down this boy <laughs> all oh. over the place it's but he does that so well like he no, it was the first time I really noticed first as well. Like, yeah. really, really
4: noticed them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Heather said that Gawain and First are such great actors that they can have chemistry with anyone, mm, and I feel true. like that's why we have the whole Gawain Pod Cow Tongue First square that we have discussed before. <laughs> and I guess yeah. now Kristen is an extension off of that <laughs> since they have <laughs> been my sing favorite
0: now. <laughs> 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 Don't, um, bring yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring Singto into it.
4: Don't bring Singto into this. Um, oh my God. But yeah. It's cool to see that, like how different they are with like their different partners in like such mm. a short period of time. And I feel like they've been able to like showcase like especially at first, like he he showcases different aspects of his acting, acting mm-hmm. with Gawain versus like versus yeah. Cow And I think mm-hmm. like you get to see cool sides of him in both.
0: Yeah so yeah yeah i was really impressed by gawain honestly Mm -hmm. because the only thing i could remember him being in was dark blue kiss and it still like has a very like comedic air to it Mm, yeah so like seeing gawain play a more serious role like i remember he made me cry during that scene where first is like sketching him because, like, mm-hmm. you could just see all the regret he was harboring, just like on his mm-hmm. face and in his body yeah. language, and yeah. it just made me feel awful. Like, he did so well portraying that. I was really impressed by Gowan.
5: Yeah, there is something with this whole, like, story and this whole show that really lets the actors come out of their skins like and really mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. placed to their strengths and show off their skills is I'm... it because of the show or is it because of the director
4: yeah i was kind of it kind of made me think of like when we talked to lit how mm-hmm. he was saying like there's this line that you have to approach with actors of getting them to like drop their image and like stop mm. being so concerned about mm-hmm. how like they look physically, they look. but also how like mm-hmm. they're, they might be perceived by their fans or whoever by mm-hmm. playing certain characters. And I'm sure like, I'm sure Nucci as the director probably had that same, like had to have those same conversations with them. But I feel like the nature of the show kind of like, because they're already tapping into this dark, gritty, it's not meant to be pretty yeah. and light and flowery kind of role. Maybe Holmes it makes it a little bit yeah (laughs) maybe it makes it a little bit easier for them to kind of like drop their like persona like their pretty Mm -hmm. boy persona that they're used to having to keep on and kind of like delve into like different aspects of their like acting repertoire Mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah i think it really did like allow a lot of the cast to like showcase some really new sides of their acting which was awesome to see yeah yeah and like i feel like we have to talk about like papang as papang as gumpa an icon honestly i feel like gumpa is like everyone's like fandom father now and he's like not even like papang is what like 20 Oh, he's 30 well so he could be someone's dad no. if he really wanted to be <laughs> but i feel like because of the role that he played in the show he kind of has like he had the fandom kind of like accepted him as their father And, like, Singh was really good as Todd, even if he wasn't as present. And I feel like they just had, like, a really strong cast all around.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, even with, like, how unexplained Todd is, (laughs) it's still, like, a character that you remember from the show. I think all of the characters are really rememberable. And they do have, like, a really big cast. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone really brought it for the roles that they were given, Mm -hmm. so... It's definitely some of, like, the strongest acting that I Mm -hmm. remember seeing from, like, GMMTV. All around strongest acting. So, yeah, they really brought it there. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the production. So, obviously, this was directed by Nucci. So, you know, as a trans woman, I feel like her perspective, she was able to bring into the, like, political and social aspect of the story that was trying to be told was, like... I mean, like, the show wouldn't have been what it was without her, I think, and yeah. it can be seen in a lot of the way she's talked about it, and, like, the talks that she's given about it, the the conversations that she's had on social media, like, I think her as, like, this is one of the things where, like, I feel like the directing really kind of made the show, like, and I think mm-hmm. the acting also played into that as well, but I think it was very much heavy on, like, the directing and the power that the directing had on how the show came off and how it was perceived.
0: Yeah. Like, she knew the image that they wanted to portray, and they went for it, like, all mm-hmm. out. And I feel like mm-hmm. everybody had to agree on that image, like, all the staff and the cast. And it just, like, it seemed like everyone worked together really well to bring it to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you and feel they were like so-
5: this is one of the shows from gm and TV with the best sound as well? Like, I always have, like, a gripe with sound in these shows because they, <laughs> they like, they need to hire someone that knows how to do sound because it's usually terrible. Yeah. But I can't remember really getting distracted by anything bad with the sound in this show at all. Like, I wasn't thinking about it at all, which is a good thing because mm. it
4: usually annoys me. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah I can't remember there wasn't any particular
0: no i didn't notice any weird sound that we usually get yeah definitely not mm-hmm.
4: yeah and i guess it wasn't as heavy on just with the nature of the show It wasn't as heavy on those uh sound effects that pixie loves just loves so oh, much god. i don't <laughs> I think thank there god. are any yeah oh, god like, <laughs> can you imagine if they just threw in like, some of those like the
2: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: horse <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> off shows up for the first time and it's just the horse name no. Uh, no i'm so glad they didn't try to include humor in the show yeah. because it yeah. may have really ruined the vibe yeah no i agree completely so yeah i mean in
4: terms of like directing editing sound i feel like everything was really just like Solid all around. I don't really have anything bad to say about it in any way. They had an aesthetic. They
5: went for it.
4: And it it paid paid off. So well. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some like topics that we wanted to like kind of dive deeper into. So one of the things was like how White's dilemma and his privilege and like his, his sheltered upbringing as having lived abroad with his dad compared to black how that kind of impacted his character and his development throughout the show.
5: Yeah. I find it really interesting how he goes from thinking like that he gets the opportunities he does because he's good or smart or stuff like that to realizing that it's mostly because of who his dad knows. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting to see his shift. When he discovers, because that's a huge issue nowadays where people don't realize the privilege they have because yeah. they have difficulties in their lives and they're working hard. So they just don't see the privilege.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And it's like, it's so interesting to see someone having that realization and and just working through it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really like, like that
5: they included that.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting, like, watching back that moment, he has the realization, because it's like, you see it really happen whenever he, he goes in to take, like, the test or whatever for the ministry, Mm -hmm. and he meets this guy there who is also, like, in consideration for the role or whatever, and they end up talking about, like, the Tawi's house fire, and then they, like, part ways, and then... White comes back later on for the interview and he sees the guy again and he's, the guy's asking him like, oh, are you like nervous about the interview? And White's like, no, I'm not nervous. I think my skills will speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then like the guy starts talking about like how hard he's had it trying to get to this point and how he had to Mm -hmm. be like extraordinary basically to beat out all of the rich kids who had more privilege than him. Mm-hmm. And then literally they call up White by his full name and the guy realizes that mm-hmm. he's there because yeah. he's the diplomat's son. And he's yeah. like, Oh, no wonder you aren't nervous. And yeah. that you just like see in White's eyes that he finally is starting to get it where he's like, Oh, this mm-hmm. really isn't as fair as I thought it was. And I really am here because my dad. Has power and all this stuff. Like it's really, mm. it's really interesting to see that moment where it starts to change.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's really interesting character development to kind of see him work through. In yeah, and it's a subtle like... thing. It it's mm-hmm. not it's not yeah.
5: like in your face. It it happens over time, very subtly. Like you can't miss it, but still, it's not like it's not forced. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. Mm-hmm it's just a reality and it's there
4: and yeah 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 it's like i almost want to say like the reality of it feels realistic in the way that it was portrayed uh, in the way that gun acted in it it, i have
5: no doubt that that scenario has happened plenty Mm. of times Mm -hmm, (laughs) oh yeah absolutely
4: yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so another thing we had on here was like Sean's vendetta against Tawi and obviously the death of his father being due to the police.
5: I mean, I understand Sean's anger. I do like I sometimes I get like stuck on him being too angry. Mm. If you know what I mean, but I, I I get it. I understand like they give you enough backstory after a time to to make you understand why but he does go from being an extremely angry character to softening up a lot like imagine the man you see at the beginning in the first episode put up against the man who is letting this boy beat the shit out of him without mm-hmm. raising a hand
4: yeah yeah i think there could be something to say about this idea of like letting anger fuel you in your actions and how that's not necessarily sustainable over a long mm. period of time cuz so i think the thing with anger is like it's very like in the moment so you yeah. react out of like this initial anger and this hatred and obviously mm. we know Sean's anger comes from a very justified place but i think there could be some realization to him throughout the series that like anger and alone isn't enough to like sustain you and keep you going yeah Yeah, Yeah.
5: and it's not like getting revenge if you're Mm -hmm. just going around being angry and trying to get revenge like the only one it affects is you Mm -hmm.
4: yeah i think there's an element of like seeing what he was working for was a lot bigger than just his own personal need for like revenge almost mm-hmm. and like having this moment of like seeing how much bigger the whole movement is which I think is kind of showcased in like the the pride flag scene which we've talked about like mm-hmm. time and time again and him just like watching everyone around him and kind of having this moment of like this means a lot to all of these people as well and it's a lot bigger than like I ever mm-hmm. could have thought it to be
5: yeah I feel like mm-hmm. with all these kids that uh, Gumpa's taking in, it sort of feel like they're all lost somehow and Mm -hmm. need something to focus on and it's very unhealthy for Sean because all of his focus goes into his his hatred
4: Mm -hmm. and
5: the the whole gang sort of fuels that even though they're there for different reasons Mm -hmm. and I think when he starts having feelings for White that it sort of shifts his priority shifts his, his cause onto mm. white.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of watch Sean's like slowly softening over time, kind of as him getting worn down and just <laughs> feeling like the situation is hopeless. Because mm. if you're thinking of it from his perspective, it's like his dad got killed for trafficking drugs. But Tawi is also trafficking drugs, mm-hmm, and he's yeah. the reason that drugs are being traffi- trafficked in the first place, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like seeing just like all this unfairness play out time and time again, no matter like what they do. So I feel like that also contributes to it along with just the realization that the cause is a lot bigger than he mm-hmm. himself, yeah
4: Heather says, and I think it's Sean realizing that maybe he doesn't need to, yeah this That's idea true. that he doesn't need to yeah. be the only person mm-hmm. doing anything and he has like not only like his immediate the immediate people around him that he can rely yeah. on but like yeah like we said Susan before there Tristan are more people out people, there you know? yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. yeah
5: yeah right. I think like even the scene when they with the flag and and when they're at the Pride parade and stuff like that also shows like how a community like comes together and help each other and mm-hmm. trust each other, and that's part of like making him realize that okay, there
4: is a different way to do this, yeah, yeah, all righty, let's talk about Dan and yoke, mm. so Dan falling for a cop. But also, like, Dan's internal, or Yoke falling for a cop. I'm sorry. I said Dan falling for a cop, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Yoke falling for a cop, but also, like, Dan's realization as a police officer that, like, the institution is corrupt and kind of, you know, like was mentioned before, feeling guilt over that and hopeless in that situation in his own way. And that one, I think, was especially timely with The conversations around police brutality that were happening worldwide and this idea of like, not all cops are bad or not, no cops are good, but because they're participating in this corrupted institution that harms people. So if you're part of it, then that makes you bad and kind of like this debate that I think people have been having across the world and is still ongoing today, but especially like in twenty twenty one and early twenty twenty two was very very timely and very heated, and like also yoke struggling with you know realizing the person that he fell in love with was part of an institution that he was so against, and how that impacted him and how that all played out. I think it was just like a really interesting very much not black and white depiction of their story, which i and I think they handled it in a really interesting way, yeah.
5: yeah I'm just (laughs) like okay the whole like cop situation and and the whole premise of it like I read the news I watch what's happening in America and other places in the world with cops and stuff but it's just like a look from look on the outside because Mm -hmm. this is this isn't really an issue here Mm -hmm. which is extremely like it's obviously, it's. I'm very privileged to live in a country where we don't have issues about like that, but I don't think like I ha- don't have a lot to say about it because yeah, that's fair. It's very outside for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna um, because there are so many like different directions that I could go with this on, but I'm just thinking about how Dan eventually betrays. Yoke and like mm-hmm. what that means that he chose the institution over yoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to mention from, that because from a storytelling
5: point of view, that is very like uh Sophie's choice, sort of. He's a bad cop if he doesn't do what the institution is saying he should like he's obviously he's very like he got into the job for a reason. And if he suddenly goes against institution, like, that's the definition of, like, being bad. Like, mm. he isn't doing his job, he's doing illegal shit, like, it goes against oh. every grain of his being. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's working for a corrupt institution, right? So you have yeah. the struggle with, okay, which is the worst part here? Do I listen to these bad people or do I like go vigilante and just like that's it's bad either way Mm. (laughs) right so and it's obviously it's framed towards one side in the show because it's very like anti-government anti-cop but from his point of view like characterization and plot I can see his struggle with it Mm, and yeah. I understand why he did it because I I can see that like to him going against the cops and everything it's like it's literally like the worst thing he could do yeah especially for mm. a person that he hasn't known that long like okay they great chemistry they're doing good but they didn't know each other for that long <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just saying
0: <laughs> yeah 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 Yeah, i was gonna say what heather mentioned about him also creating art that criticizes the police Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. government because that's another layer of it that is it shows you that for a while now probably ever since he spoiler alert like shot (laughs) sean's dad ever since then he has felt like he's doing something wrong like in his gut Mm -hmm. he's really felt it but it's like pixie said how do you get out of that situation Mm -hmm, that you're in
5: because he's doing that the graffiti he's doing it anonymously he's not it's against everything that he stands for to actually like go out and do this publicly like he could leave the force he could like rebel or whatever but he doesn't he goes anonymously and tries to do things his own way without like doing anything big that would reveal that because it becomes more true if he he actually like publicly goes mm-hmm. against
4: it yeah and then at the same time he like uses it as, as a way to ease like the guilt that he's having around yeah. still mm-hmm. being involved in the police force and the corruption. Yeah. So he's really just like, dude has a lot of complex shit. That's Sophie's choice. Like <laughs> yeah. Dude can not win. Whatever he does, yeah. he can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a really interesting character arc that they gave him. And I think mentioning his art kind of like leads into well, the section we he had here kind of talking about like some of the Easter eggs in the show. So it was really like one of the big things was that the graffiti that he was doing throughout the show was based on an actual Thai artist who makes like that political art in real life. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing his, the, their art name right, but Po Boy, Po Boy. So like if you go on their Twitter, not Twitter, Instagram you can see like a lot of the art that was used inspired by in the show is like his art and he makes these political pieces and kind of puts them out there in the real world. So it was really cool to see them like showcase an actual like political artist Mm -hmm. and kind of call out to the real life political situation in that way, I think.
5: Yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. like a way that they're showing a real like they are actually like making a proper political statement with this mm-hmm. show right anyone can do yeah. anything just for views or shock value or stuff like that but this is like tangible proof that they they actually are trying to make a difference mm. with this story trying to showcase uh, issues instead yeah. of just trying to earn money off yeah. issues yeah
4: yeah, they're showing mm-hmm. their like support of the real life movements that are going on in a very like tangible way mm-hmm. that people can connect to another person involved in the political movements in
0: their actual society. So it's a really mm-hmm. interesting way to connect them. Yeah. That also reminds me of how the pride scenes in the show, the QR mm. codes actually led to like marriage equality petitions and stuff like that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's like, the I remember seeing things. like,
0: and I know that I think,
4: yeah, it was at, like, the, the actual Pride parade that year in Thailand that they, like, basically recreated the scene from Not Me. And I'm not sure, like, it might be something that they do similarly that every year at their Pride. But I know, like, a lot of people made the connection of them kind of, like, having this Pride scene in Not Me earlier this year. And then, like, the same scene, like, showing coming scene, the same thing happening at their, you know, actual Pride parade that they had that year so yeah it was really cool Mm -hmm. to see how they connected that and tied it into the queer community in real life and the things that they're fighting for yeah heather said did you talk about the scene of the gang getting released from the back of the cop car and that it was based on a real event
0: yeah that really happened which is funny because i remember when the final episode of not me aired everyone was like this ending is so unrealistic this would never happen and i was like actually Mm, it did did. happen (laughs) protesters did like overrun a cop vehicle or whatever and Mm. try to release people protesters i think that they had Mm. arrested so it did happen
4: yeah It's just so cool to see how, you know, they've tied it into these moments that people can connect with in society. Mm -hmm. And I think it just really stands to hammer in the point that we've been saying all along and that the show has been saying all along is that they're talking like they're making a point about these actual political issues in the show. Mm -hmm. And they want that to be the focal point of the show. And by connecting them to these real life events that have happened, I think it makes it a lot more tangible for viewers and a lot more difficult for non-political people, I guess, to kind of just write off as a thing that they're doing for dramatization or something like that, yeah. because these are oh, things that have actually serious, happened, you know? didn't
5: actually happen. Mm-hmm. No.
4: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. this wouldn't happen, like Heather said, or Heather, like Kayla said, like, oh, this is an unrealistic ending, but it's not, yeah. you know? Like, you kind of can't deny it in that fact, so, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean... People will
5: still deny it, but
4: yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they it does... did everything they
4: can to make sure people don't.
5: <laughs> yeah, it does showcase how really bad it can be because people. I don't think they they think like it's over dramatization mm-hmm. in shows trying like exaggerating stuff, but it really isn't, and people need to realize that. This does happen in real life and it's not just some TV thing.
0: Yeah.
4: Do we wanna wrap it up with any particular scenes that impacted us in the show? And we know the obvious one is the pride flag scene. I think that's probably the the <laughs> one specific scene from a BL that we have talked about the most on this so podcast is yeah, that pride definitely. flag scene. And it's for so a reason. Well it deserves it. It's never gonna get uh-huh. old. It's literally, like, one of the best scenes I've seen in a television show to date. Like, there was a reason we talked about it.
5: (laughs) When you have a show, like, when you have a scene like that, that people remember so much that they recreate it. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, it's so well shot and it's so impactful for Mm -hmm. anyone watching.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's like just, you're not,
5: you're not getting away from this being like a LGBTQ plus thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
4: you they, can't they, pretend
5: they... that this isn't a queer thing. <laughs> like said, this we is are happening. Putting this
4: shit in your face, <laughs> and you were gonna love it, and I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Heather said that and sean and white fucking bringing black out of being the thing that brings black out of his coma <laughs> <laughs> like, the two most talked about scenes from the show oh the duality of the media like
3: yeah. oh my i honestly
4: God. forgot about that
5: yeah, I don't think I <laughs> thought about that when it happened at all. Like that wasn't that wasn't in my mind. Like
4: <laughs> I think they were trying to make a point about like the adrenaline and the like mm-hmm. accelerated like heart rate and stuff, like the heightened senses that White was yeah, feeling like, at that moment, like connecting so. to so. his twin. Mm-hmm. But like the came off which <laughs> he just is to so get fucked funny. away.
0: Get so He's like, I know something's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> god okay the jokes yeah. we could
5: make but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh. I will say the one scene like that stands out that I will always remember is the scene when Black beats the shit out of Sean mm. it's just it's stuck in my head and it's such it's such an emotional scene too that just seeing Sean who's so angry and so ready to fight just what it, happen. it mm-hmm. and just like Heather mentioned in the comments earlier like the self hatred in him mm-hmm. that lets this happen and it's yeah. so, it's mm-hmm. so heartbreaking because he thinks this is white and he's he's for the first time he's trusting and like trusting another human being and, mm-hmm. and it's just a betrayal
0: Yeah, and then I think it's at the end of that scene whenever Black says, stay away from his brother. I think it's Mm. that scene when he warns him to stay away from his brother and then Sean realizes, like, oh yeah, I haven't been (laughs) doing stuff with Black. It's been white. Another scene that I always think about, because I love how dramatic it is, is after first character yoke gets shot and he's in the wheelchair in the hospital and dan handcuffs him yeah and then they're like that's when they realize oh like he's betraying us isn't he and then graham spits in his face and it's oh just like so good just like the him spitting in his face after all of this oh it's so good I honestly deserve so it in dramatic that
4: yeah yeah sad. yeah yeah, I think a lot of the Dan and Yoke scenes, like, were very emotionally heavy for me. Like Heather also mentioned the scene where Dan and Yoke are locking eyes as the elevator doors close. Like, there's just like so much tension in them, mm. and I guess it's because of the way the story was set up with them. You know, like the the cop and the political gangster, and like the the tension that that story kind of sets up. That like. Every scene that they had together was just, like, very emotionally charged for me to watch. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what your favorite scenes were from Not Me. I almost said Until We Meet Again, and I don't know where that came
0: from.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea why that was just about to come out of my mouth. But, yeah, let us know what your favorite scenes were, which ones kind of had the most impact on you. There is so much to pull from that show as there's so many more that could be mentioned, I feel like, so I'm curious to see what other people will say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any final thoughts before we kind of wrap it up?
0: Mm-hmm. No. I think we got it no, all. No,
4: I think we've gone through
5: everything. The only thing like for this story, like the whole overall story is sort of about duality, if I can call it that. Like you have black and White being so different mm. and going into their own like different worlds and and experiencing stuff and you also have Yaq and and Dan mm. with the same thing, so it's I feel like that's sort of the theme of it and yeah I just God I just love this show I I can't <laughs> go into a lot of details why but it just overall I I they did, did such a good job with it
4: yeah. Yeah, I think, like, maybe it's a little bit on the money, but, like, one of the biggest things that I feel like is, I'm losing words, is, like, comes across in the show is that, like, even though the characters are named black and white, Mm -hmm. nothing in existence is black and white, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's such, like, a cliche takeaway, but, like, all of these character relationships and all of the reasons that they're fighting or not fighting and everything that they're doing is so... Gray morally, like Mm. you know, just the choices that they're making and things like that. So I feel like that's just like one of the, yeah.
5: And Heather said that she really liked that and really happy about Black. He's an asshole at the beginning and he's still an asshole at the end. (laughs) They didn't try to fix
4: him, and I I so agree with that. Morally gray characters can stay morally gray.
5: Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I can understand mm-hmm. white having the development and and changing mm-hmm. because of that, but it makes sense for black to stay an asshole because
4: Dude he's was in a coma for, the, for most of the time. He was in a coma in the when, whole show. When would he have character development, honestly? <laughs> and he doesn't in the have beyond. anything
5: that happens to him <laughs> that like kickstars because white. Sean and like, White talking
0: whole... was what <laughs> <made> them-
5: <laughs> change as a character.
0: Yeah. No, that's what made him so angry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I have to I mean to they up. couldn't
5: make make a season two just for black to have some character development. <laughs> they could. <laughs> Maybe like white like, can go into a coma and Black <laughs> <laughs> can get some. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh.
5: And That's the that proven now. technique
0: now. It's <laughs> a proven technique. <laughs> Have we tried that out in real life?
5: <laughs> Can I say gun. I loved like listening like gun talking in Russian?
0: Mm, that was yeah.
4: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just totally lost where I was going with after that conversation. But I guess that's all we have for this week, mm-hmm. if no one else has anything to add. So obviously we know that Me aired over a year ago, but obviously it still sticks in our minds enough to talk about it, and we know it's the same for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So definitely share your thoughts with us down in the comments, over on our social media, pop in our Discord server and chat with us there. We want to talk about it with you guys and hear about your thoughts, so... Um, We'll look forward to seeing what you have to say. Um, And if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Do all those things that help out with the algorithm. Share it with your friends who really like Not Me. We really want to hear everyone's thoughts, so help get the word out there about the episode for us. And it all helps us out in the long run. But yeah, that's all we have for this week, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.